Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Exonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Exonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Griff. It's Dov. And we will have Will here probably right after the intro, hopefully. But on this episode, we're going to be covering all things Week 12, including our Thanksgiving lock. We're going to be double locked up this week. Um, We have one for Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving special. And then we'll have a lock as well for the Sunday slash Monday slate. Before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit little bit about our red hot Celtics. Stav, Will's going to be here soon. So what do we say? Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back Two episodes one week. We are right back on track and we're going to get things started off here with the team we haven't talked about in a little bit, but it is our red hot Boston Celtics at 13 and four, first in the Atlantic, obviously, first as well in the Eastern Conference. And this team, who's been battling a lot of injuries, you know, we've seen Marcus Smart go down, we've seen Brogdon miss a couple of games. It really hasn't mattered. And obviously, we haven't even seen Rob Will yet this season. We're still 13 and four. We're beating quality teams. We've had a tough time against a couple of teams that we'll talk in a little bit. But I mean, Stav, how, how are we liking this team so far? I mean, this is exactly what we've been waiting for out of a Celtics team, I feel like. You know, they there was a lot of questions around how this team's going to do without Coach Ime Udoka, but Coach Joe Mazzulla is the, not the coach that, uh, yeah. what is it, stepped in, but the coach that stepped up. He's, yeah, he's not the he's not the step not, coach, he's the coach yeah. that stepped up. Yeah, he, he is him. <laughs> and he has this locker room and the stars are playing well, but not only are the stars playing well, you have the entire roster down to the last bench guy playing well. Like yeah. I trust everyone on this roster to come in and give us quality minutes, not only just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but then you look at the bench as well. You saw Peyton Pritchard, who's not really giving you quality minutes, but when he steps in, he's making plays. Sam Hauser is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Luke Cornett is playing that back a big role until Rob Williams, Very well. back, which has been excellent. And we can see the chemistry here, right? Like, geez. <laughs> um, Blake Griffin comes into this locker room and the, the guys take him in and he I, I, it looks like he loves it here right mm-hmm. like he's friends with Grant Williams he's always like breaking balls and whatnot and Grant Williams another guy who stepped up to the plate on in his contract year and has been performing outstanding 
So I have zero complaints. I mean, we've taken some losses. It's kind of funny because our we're 13 and four. Two of the mm-hmm. losses came against the Cavs. Two of them came against the Bulls. So it, yeah. it's funny how that works out. Uh, we have some trouble against the, the Central. But I love the Celtics team. I, I really don't have many complaints. Yeah, no, you're right. And when we're speaking about the Central, I, I'll cover the Bulls real quick, but I really want to focus on the Cavs. With the Bulls, it's more of like they're just running up and down the court with us, and it's something that this team, this Boston Celtics team, has won so many games already because of how they control the pace of the game. The Bulls kind of have a down pack where they like to play their own style of game, and they force it on the opponent, and it's worked very well against the Celtics. Now, with the with the Cavs, I'm a lot more nervous. I'm a lot more nervous about the Cavs than I am the Bulls. And after, I mean, two games against them, two losses, two we, we really – Yeah, exactly. We But we've been battling, and it's like we're not going to lose these games by a lot. We're the best team, I would say, in the NBA. And, and we're going up against these Cavs teams that have a lot more height than us. They have – around the same depth as us i'd say they're missing that superstar presence i would say you know it's donovan mitchell versus jason tatum i would pick jason tatum but the Cavs have the best matchup against us that doesn't mean that they're going to be the second seed third seed they they might find their way into the fourth they could get the third um but this is a team that's going to be tough through for us throughout the whole season and the postseason i would say as well will welcome onto the episode we're talking about what's up boys um, but yeah, I mean, at 13 and four, um, there's a few things that I would like to clean up. And one thing that I noticed yesterday, last night, while I was scrolling through Twitter, as always, Jalen Brown has more turnovers than assists this year. Really? He's averaging 3.4 turnovers as well as 3.4 assists on the year. He, I, I want to say he has two or three more turnovers than assists. And that's something that we saw throughout, um, throughout the first or not the first, but throughout the whole postseason last year was his issue with turnovers. In the regular season last year, he was perfectly fine with it. And we were like, okay, he's going to figure it out at some point. He really didn't figure it out in the postseason. And so far for this regular season, I mean, averaging over three turnovers a game is very, very bad. And and, and Jason Tatum is averaging, I want to say, 2.6 or something like that. This is a big turnover team, and it's a team that likes to control the pace of the game. You can't really do that with turnovers, and that's why a team like the Chicago Bulls has gotten the best of us. Now, we have a big game tonight uh, at the time of this recording. This is going to be coming out on Thanksgiving, but on Wednesday night, we got the Dallas Mavericks, a Western Conference game. Will, how do you like our matchup against the Mavericks? Do you think you know there's any posi- positions other than Luka, of course, where the Mavericks could really beat us? I think we match up pretty well against the Mavericks. I expect us to beat the Mavericks tonight. I mean, obviously, Luka is always a big threat every time we play him. He always tends to go off against us, which is just something that's kind of unavoidable at this point. But I feel like as a team right now, we are definitely better than the Mavericks, and I feel like we should be able to beat them. Yeah, I mean, you, it's a good point. I, I feel like every time the Celtics and the Mavericks square off, it's always an instant classic where, where yeah. Luka Doncic hits a game winner or yeah. however it shapes out. But you look at this Mavericks team, they, they have some talent, but it's really just all up to Luka Doncic, right? If Luka Doncic doesn't have a good game, then the Celtics easily win this game. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the roster right now for the Mavericks. It's kind of funny. They have Davis Bertans listed as a small forward, even though – and it's funny. I mean, they, they have Spencer Dinwiddie, obviously, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kleber. They have JaVale McGee. I look at the team. I mean, Christian Wood has been playing well, but – 
I, I think the Celtics are a lot better than the Mavericks. But Luka Doncic always just does something. He yeah. always has a pleasure yeah. beating, always just makes plays. And that's why Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the NBA. And I know that Cleaver is currently hurt right now. Dinwiddie's day-to-day is questionable to play. They Actually, I think he's probable now against the Celtics. So Dinwiddie somebody's who, somebody who, who has have been having, geez, who's been having a great season. Spencer Dinwiddie has been putting up points for this team. Um, in my opinion, if it's not Christian Wood, which I don't know why Christian Wood hasn't been starting every game, I think he is a valuable I mean, maybe a starting four, if not a five for this team. But that brings me to the point of the Mavericks height. And, and I think that's exactly where the Celtics match up against them. They have Dwight Powell constantly running their five. When it's not Powell, it's Wood. I think Al Horford matches up very well against them. Al Horford, who's about 457 years old, has, I mean, it, as long as that person that he is guarding isn't seven foot one or up, Al Horford usually feasts. And and against someone like a Dwight Powell, I think we're going to be perfectly fine. But you're right. Luka Doncic, the question is, every single time we play them, I feel like we mix up the defensive strategy. Who do we want guarding them, Stav? We have, I mean, JT could guard them, and that would bring JB up to guard the three and Marcus up to guard Dinwiddie. Do we want Marcus on Luka? Do we want JB on Luka? Do we want Grant on Luka, Derek White? What what, what should the assignment be if, if you are Coach Joe? I mean, I'm close enough to Coach Joe. I'm Coach Stavin. I'm here with Coach Will. If, hypothetically, the St. Spiridon's boys Goya basketball team was facing the Dallas Mavericks, you just had to send the house at Luka. Right. Like you got to be constantly switching. You ha- you can't give them open shots. You can't give them any airspace. You just stick whoever. It- I mean, it-, it. I don't want this to sound stupid, but it really doesn't matter who's guarding Luca. Someone just has to be guarding him at all times. Face guarding. If there's a screen, you hedge that screen and switch and stay on him because you give him an inch of separation. He doesn't even need separation. He will make a shot and he will make you pay. So. You just have to be constantly blitzing him, constantly making him uncomfortable, and you have to be playing physical with him because if you're not playing physical, he's just going to go around you, make you look stupid, and you can't let him play at his own pace. You have to hurry him up, right? You can't make him control the game. You have to be constantly blitzing him. You have to have someone picking him up full court because we see it all the time. Luka Doncic slows the game down, puts a little one-two dribble, takes a step back, and he's like three feet of separation. So you just have to be making them uncomfortable all game. And the refs, it really just depends if the refs call a game physical or not. I mean, it's prime time. We don't want to see a heavy whistle. So hopefully that benefits the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to say who we want. Like like you said, stop. Hypothetically, you really just need to find a way to stop him, which you really can't. I like Jalen Brown on Luka the most. I feel like if he's getting going in the game, he's feeling confident and comfortable. He's a he's very lethal on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like his defense is kind of underrated, and I feel like he can kind of stick with him the best. And I wouldn't be upset if he was letting up points to him because if we just threw our best player, Jason Tatum, at him and he's getting cooked the whole game, we're going to be mad because he's not going to cook back. No, you're very right. And that that's the whole point is – in my opinion, I wouldn't put JB or JT on him. I'd actually put Smart on him. And Smart, who's around 6'4", Luca, who's around 6'7", 
Smart's a lot more athletic than Luca. And Stav, you brought up a great point. Luca's the way that Luca controls the game is that pace and he slows it down. This is a team in the Boston Celtics that likes to play fast. You know, you got Grant running down the court, you got Marcus Smart running down the court, JB running down the court, and kind of Jason Tatum patrolling everything else. And it it, it kind of matches up perfectly against this team. If you can keep this a fast pace, wear Luca down. Luca, I mean, is in good shape, but he's slow. I would say slow for an NBA player, for an NBA superstar especially. It's crazy the things that he can do with his speed, with his lack of athleticism compared to these other NBA players. I would put a shorter defender on him in Marcus Smart, and he can shoot over Marcus Smart all day, but Marcus Smart's going to play physical with him. He's going to play fast with him. He's going to make Luka keep up on offense, which, I mean – you would think doesn't make sense, but when you're the defensive player of the year, you can do those types of things. I would like Marcus on him, and then that opens up the offense for JB and JT to have as much stamina and as much focus on just getting buckets because, I mean, who's going to be on JT? Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney-Smith? They they don't really have anyone to guard Jason Tatum. Spencer Dinwiddie, who isn't a bad option, is going to be on Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown cooks him as well. And then, you know, Grant's there to hold down Dorian Finney-Smith. Al Horford, I think, wins the battle against Dwight Powell or Christian Wood as well. Uh, maybe not Christian Wood, but definitely Dwight Powell. And, I mean, I think this is a perfect matchup. And if we see them, I mean, I'm not saying that this team's going to make the champ, the NBA Finals, but if we see them, I like our chances a lot. And this is one of those teams, one of those top-tier teams, that I think the Celtics are better in pretty much every category. All they really have is Luka Doncic. Five years ago, they got, I mean, extremely lucky, extremely blessed that Atlanta accepted that trade for Trey Young, uh, the swap of Trey Young and Luka Doncic. And in the past five years, they haven't done anything to build around them. I mean, they need a seven-foot center, someone that's athletic at seven feet, someone, I mean, I couldn't even think of. I, I love their addition of Christian Wood. I would love him at the four. I like Dinwiddie at the two. They need a true three. They need that second star to be that three, that small forward. I mean, if Bronny gets drafted to the Mavericks, LeBron fits in on this team perfectly, in my opinion, um, even though LeBron sucks. But, you know, we can save the Mavericks talk for a different day. Let's get back to the C's. This has been a team that, without their starting center, has not really lost a step. When Robert Williams comes back, Will, where do you see the direction of this team going? Do you think Robert Williams is going to be that kind of kick where it's like, wait, now I don't know if we're ever going to lose a game? Or do you see kind of maybe a little slump by the time that Rob Will comes back, just trying to get him back into the lineup, get him going, all of that stuff? Where where do we think the direction of this team is going to go when he comes back? I think those first three games when he comes back is really going to – kind of give us a direction i think we're going to start off a little slow we're going to win probably two out of those first three games with him back most likely but we're going to be like oh where are they going where they're going that very next game we're going to be like wow the celtics are the best team in the league they're going to be the best team in the league for the rest of the year and that's where we're headed well i i kind of agree with that but there's no rush to bring Rob Williams back right now, especially with how well this team is playing offensively and defensively. You know, there were some struggles in the beginning of the season with defense. You know, we were letting up a lot of points and some of those Cleveland games were kind of scary. I'm not saying that we don't need Rob Will. Don't get me wrong. We do, but I want him back when he's 110%. There's no other reason why we don't need to rush him back. We're not losing. We're not like, Oh shoot, we need a spark. But Rob Williams is a guy who, even if he comes off the bench for those first few games, 
You know, let him get back into the flow of NBA basketball. Don't rush him. Don't throw him right into the starting lineup. Have him come off the bench, give you 10, 15 quality minutes, sit down, get adjusted. And once he's adjusted, just take off from there and continue to be the best team in the NBA. Because currently, the Celtics do have the best uh, record in the NBA. They are the most efficient offense, technically of all time right now. And second place is the Kings, which is kind of funny, who we do face on Friday night. Um, Friday's a big sports day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of things going on in College ball, too. I mean, USA versus... England, it's 1776 all over again. You have the Celtics and the Kings, two of the best offenses in NBA history. You have, um, I mean, like you said, college ball. It's a big sports weekend. This is a great, this is the best weekend of sports. One of the best weekends of sports of all year, like all year. Yes, yes, agreed. And um, just, just a little insight of Rob Will, kind of what I'm seeing. When news came out it, in like mid-September, they said, to timeline him to return to basketball, uh, basketball related, like kind of workouts or something like that, eight to 12 weeks. And I, I go down, I look at our schedule looking forward. This was in mid September. So I'm kind of looking at maybe mid December to late December. And if we can get him there, I would love, we're, we're on a little way stretch to start December. Friday, December 16th, we start a six or seven game homestand. I would like to see him kind of fill his way in. It starts against Orlando. We have them December 18th and or December 16th and Will's birthday, December 18th. Um, back to back Orlando. I would like to see him kind of find his way, maybe then have a few games at home and then get back on the road. If not, it's gonna be kind of tough to fit him in because you know you want you want someone to come back at home kind of be able to get back to the training facility, all that. The rehab is a lot better when you're not on the road. So, I mean, that would be the perfect time frame. We have – this is bad podcasting, but I'm going to count how many games in a row we have at home. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row from December 16th to December 29th. That would be the perfect time to get them back. If not, we're going to be on the road a lot until late January. So, I mean – if we want to delay him till late January, I wouldn't even mind that stuff. Like you said, we're not really in a rush to get him back. It's about time that we give Rob Will the full time frame that he truly needs to get healthy. And it's about time that he becomes a 15 and 15 guy in this league. And he can truly do it. He's shown it. He's shown flashes throughout the playoffs. He's shown flashes throughout the regular season. I just remember him as a guy on the the main red claws, not even the main Celtics. And we're like, we drafted this kid and we were like, this kid might be something. And, you know, you don't see that a lot through a G League type player. And he's someone that has been very terrific. So when we get him back, that is our center. And we are going to look a lot better. And like you said earlier, stuff with Luke Cornette, Luke Cornette has solidified himself a spot in this rotation. When we are playing against teams that have bigger centers, Luke Cornett has done very well holding his own. He's been shooting the three ball good enough. He's been defending very well. He does that little eclipse thing, he calls it, where he tries to block the hoop from, like, super far away. That doesn't work. But when somebody comes in the paint, when somebody comes in the paint, he's getting blocks. And, I I mean, there was a possession where he had three blocks in one possession. All we need to do is kind of let him figure out how to get these rebounds off the blocks, how to maintain possession. And Luke Cornett's going to be a valuable piece. I'm going to say it right now. Luke Cornett and Sam Hauser are going to be very, very valuable pieces 
for the Celtics team going down the stretch. Our depth has been awesome. You said the same thing about Pritchard. He hasn't gotten many opportunities, but when he's in there, he's hungry. And that's exactly where we need Pritchard, kind of trying to earn his spot. And we'll give him more minutes here and there. And Pritchard's the type of guy that'll put his head down and go to work for a team, go to war for a team. And, and I love the the position that we're in. Noah Vonley hasn't been getting as many reps, um, but Noah Vonley is another guy when there's a few injuries, a few bumps and bruises down the road this year. He's someone that can step in, play the four, even the five for us, and get buckets. Blake Griffin has done absolutely nothing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. But he's a very good locker room piece. This is a good team. This is, I would say, this is a better team than we had last year. A hundred percent. And what's even better about this team right now is we have seven guys averaging double digits, which is, I, I feel like, I don't know if this is like weird of me to say, but I, I feel like that's kind of unheard of, right? Like you have seven guys and those seven being Jason Tatum, who's averaging 30. Jalen Brown yeah. averaging 25. And then you have Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Grant Williams, and Derek White all averaging double double digits. And that's not even including Sam Hauser. I guarantee by the end of the season, Sam Hauser will be averaging double digits, especially when he gets those minutes when there's going to be rest days for Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum when you need a guy to step up and hit his shots. Sam Hauser is going to be that guy. I think he leads the league in plus minus, which is absolutely absurd. I know that's, not, that's like a cherry pick stat, but for a guy like Sam Hauser to be on the court when the Celtics are succeeding the most isn't like, that's a dream that we would have last year, right? Like we would always talk about, Oh, Sam Hauser is the best shooter on the team, blah, 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 kind of satire, but it's true. Sam Hauser is the best shooter on this team. And he, we've always said this. We need a consistent jump shooter. Someone to knock down the corner three when we, he's the guy he's the, we, he fell right into our laps and he's mm-hmm. the best shooter on this. Like he can play a Duncan Robinson role, but a little better. He, at least he can drive and make some plays too. Well, you know what the thing is, Stav? Something that's very underrated about Sam Hauser, and I'm surprised we got him. He's only 24 years old. The kid is 6'7", right? And you want to put him in a Duncan Robinson-type role. He's better than Duncan Robinson. This kid can play defense. If you have seen him, he has the true ability to guard a small forward, a small forward that can score at will. He gets in people's faces. He is athletic. I mean, he doesn't look that athletic because he's white, but he is athletic. He moves around the court. He's great with communication. He was mic'd up for a game on ESPN the other week, and he was, I mean, screaming all around the court. He knows what he's doing on defense. I think that we can truly get him to be a seven or eight man off the bench. I think that he's a guy that, I mean, is one of the purest shooters that we have seen in the past few years on this team. He's somebody that does it. He can shoot 
in front of anybody's face. He can get down to the lane and he can play defense. I mean, this this is somebody that I think that you give it two more years, Sam Hauser could progress to a starter. He's 24 years old. He he's been doing terrific. He's six foot seven. He has the size and he has the basketball IQ. If you take a basketball IQ test, he puts his name on it and just gives it right back. Right, Will? And, <laughs> Sam Hauser. Uh, that, was a, that was an inside joke for all the people that don't get that. He's on <laughs> a very team-friendly contract. I think he's only getting paid $2.5 million over the next three years or something along those lines. Shout out Brad Stevens, GM Brad, just back at it, making the best possible moves for this franchise going forward. I'm just excited. I love the Celtics team. And, I mean, we're big hockey heads, too. We're big uh, puck heads. Huge guy. Yeah. Shout out puck heads. are the best team in the NHL right now, too. So, Boston sports is really on the come up. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly where it should be. We've mm-hmm. deserved to be here for the longest time. And it's about time. It really is about time, especially with the Bruins. The Bruins are, like, supposed to be They're the best team ever. Oh, oh, this isn't really relevant to what we're talking about right now, but Matthew Stafford has been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I saw that. Bryce Perkins. Yep. Is that old news? Uh, I just I saw a report earlier this morning that he was going to be taking first team reps this week. Yes. Yeah. I okay. That was too. a report, and then it just re- Ian Rappaport just reported that he's been out. But is that a perfect transition into football or what? I was going to say, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, happy Thanksgiving, boys. It's the IT5 Christmas – or Jesus It's the IT5 Christmas Thanksgiving special. I don't know why yeah. whenever I am about to say thanks, like a special Christmas has to precede it. But we're going to give you guys more picks than ever, right? We're going to do two separate picks in a way. We have our Thanksgiving lock of the week where we pick the, the lock of the three Thanksgiving games. And we also have, I just thought of this right now, the Thanksgiving touchdown props. We will each pick one t- one player to score a touchdown in each game. So there will be th- we each pick three players, essentially. Um, here's the rule. Here's, here's the rule for that. Nobody can pick the same player. So mm-hmm. for the first game, you know, whoever gets first pick will then have second pick for the next game and then have yep. third pick for the last game. So yep. each person gets the first, second, and third pick. Okay, I love that. I, Griff, that's a great idea. Um, And how should we do that? Should we do based off of – no, because we tied last week. Let's do based um, off of lock of the week records. Yes, that's a good idea. That's the best way to do it. So, so um, yeah. Will, and then me, mm-hmm. and then Stav would be starting. Okay. I mean, we'll get right into it here, but we'll go through the first game. Um. You know, if you have your lock in the first game, obviously say it as well. If not, we're going to be doing the spread for the first game. Let's get it started here. We have Bills, Lions. Buffalo is favored by nine and a half. The over under is set at 54 and a half. Will, get us started. All right. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Lions plus nine and a half. Okay. And I'm going to take, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over. Okay, the over at fifty four um, and a half. I like it. There's a lot. They're gonna score a lot of points. It's Thanksgiving. You gotta want to see a lot of points first game. You want to see it. Okay. You want to okay. see it. And um, you are first for touchdown parlay. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but Bills Lions one person to score a touchdown in this game. I like Josh Allen rushing touchdown. 
Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. Will as the first pick. Wow. Going bold. Um, I'll go next because I'm second. Uh, Bill's Lions, I'm going to take Buffalo minus nine and a half in a statement win. They improved to eight and three. They beat a team by how much they should beat them. I think they beat this team by two touchdowns. And I'm going to take Stefan Diggs to get into the end zone this week. Stefan Diggs loves prime time. And even though it's 1230, it is Thanksgiving. And Stefan Diggs it was born for Thanksgiving. He's going to score a touchdown. Uh, Griff, under, what about taking the under. You're taking the under. Got it. Okay, so this leaves it to me. Um, Buffalo at Detroit, obviously, as we said so many times. Spread is nine and a half. I love the Lions. The Lions are going to cover at home. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving – the, the Thanksgiving Lions are a completely different team than the every other week Lions. However, this time they're coached by head coach Dan Campbell, right? This team is coming. They have a lot of momentum. They, they've won a few in a row. They're four and five. They're competing for a spot. Four we talked six. about this. Fine. They're four and six <laughs> per se. But <laughs> <laughs> don't want a Mickey Mouse loss here and there. It doesn't really matter. But um, – this is a different team, right? They have a lot of momentum as of right now. They won't, I think they've rattled off three wins in a row. And coming off of a big win against a good New York football Giants team last week, I think they carry the momentum into this week. And I'm not saying that they're going to win. I, I just think they're going to cover that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, um, my, but you guys both picked Bills to score? Yeah, we both picked a Bills player to score a touchdown. I'm not going to pick a Buffalo Bills player to score a touchdown. Or pick, pick the layup, pick the layup, pick the layup. I dare you. I'm not pick taking him. Jamal Williams. Ah, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, who are you taking? taking? Jamal Williams, Almond Ross, St. Brown. Mm, I like that pick. Stop. I like that pick. Yeah. I, I'm actually. Can we just put it as a group? Jamal Williams to score. Can that be our group pick? Yeah. Because touchdowns. He's been doing it, and he is the running back one. He's better than DeAndre Swift. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it sucks because I have DeAndre Swift in fantasy, but I mean, Jamal Jamal Williams, they were saying it on part of my take. I thought it was kind of funny. Jamal Williams is putting up like Jerome Bettis stat lines. He'll have like 10 yards rushing, but four touchdowns. Like, yeah, like five <laughs> touchdowns. He had three last week and he ran for like 30 yards. But, um, stop, you want the over or the under? Taking the over. I, I just want to see points. I, I mean, I'm not going to bet on the over in that. But I just no. want to say the over because I want to see points. That's that's 54 my and a half, by the way. I think is the largest spread or the largest over under we've seen this year. Um, you probably are right. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to I don't think we've seen you. much. Oh no, we didn't we didn't look at over unders back then. You said 54 and a half, was it? 54 and a half. The close yeah. one was 53 between Buffalo and Miami in week three. Yeah, and I and I think that uh we're gonna see the lowest over under when we get into the Sunday slate as well. So this is going to be a fun week, but let's move on to the next game here. The four thirty o'clock game on Fox. We have another digs brother. We got the Cowboys at home against the New York giants, two, seven and three teams. The giants who are three and one on the road, the Cowboys who are four and one at home, Dallas favored by 10 points. I just sounded like Scott Hansen right there. Dallas favored by 10 points. The over under set at 45 and a half, Dallas off the biggest win that you could ever imagine. I'm taking the Giants. This is the perfect situation where, like you said, the Giants had a very tough loss last week. The Cowboys had a very big win last week, and it's kind of those reverse. I'm going to call it a trap game. I think the Giants win this football game. I am taking the over. Um, 
This is my first pick. I'm going Tony Pollard to get into the end zone. Thanksgiving Tony P. Yep. Um, he loves he loves Thanksgiving. Uh, Zeke Elliott's going to eat too much before the game. Um, he's going to go out in a wheelchair. We're all going to think he's hurt. He just had to take a shit. Um, now, is it my pick or is Will going second? St- uh, Stav's pick. Yeah, Stav's okay. Pick. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm a big Cowboys supporter for some reason. I don't know why. And I love the Cowboys minus 10. America's team. I mean, yeah, there's no arguing that. It's fact. Um, I love the Cowboys minus 10 here. And I think we're going to see a very expanded type of offense. This is the OBJ game. Whoever wins this game, I bet Odell Beckham signs with. Probably <laughs> like the after the game. He will be he celebrating be with the winning team probably. He will probably be in the stadium. Yeah, he will probably be eating turkey with the winning team. Like that I I think that's this I would is, love him on the Cowboys. I know that would be so cool. And so- I think Dallas is going to kind of prove not only to themselves but to the rest of the league that they're legit, right? Like that, I feel like the Cowboys this season, no one's been taking them too serious, especially because of how well the Eagles have been playing and the Vikings as well. Last week was the first like eye opener, like, whoa, look at this Cowboys team, watch out. And then this week, I think they're going to do the same thing at home, right? Um, this is a big game for them. I got Dallas minus 10. I got the over at 45 and a half. I think the Cowboys are going to score 35 themselves. And um, anytime touchdown, give me CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, good pick, good pick. Well, all right, well, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 10. I'm also going to take the over. Um, my anytime touchdown score. Did you say over? No. Yes. Okay. Just make it. You know what? Will. Before I get to my anytime touchdown score, I'm actually going to make that my Thanksgiving lock of the week. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 10. Love it. I like what they're doing, I like what I'm seeing. The Giants did have a slow week last week. I expect them to play better, but I feel like Cowboys at home with a good team on Thanksgiving, I feel like it's, it's just it's just a recipe for success for them. I'm going to take – you stop. You took CD, right? Yep. Give me Zeke if he's playing. If not, Tony Pollard. Wow. Uh, I already took Tony Pollard. Oh, my bad. Okay, then give me Micah Parsons. Wow. I, I'm, I'm going to put – we will give him both. We'll give him Zeke slash Parsons. If Parsons score, will if Micah Parsons scores a touchdown, I will buy you a Micah Parsons jersey. No, no. Wow, wow. Will this is, is usually on the first ever jersey bet where Will is not buying the jersey. Yeah, that's, that's I, true. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving Christmas special. So. <laughs> Well, by the way, for the Thanksgiving Christmas special, can we take an over-under as the lock of the week? Why not? There's only three oh, yeah, games. Give me the over. 45 and a half of this <laughs> game. My lock of the week. 45 oh, and a half. Giants, Cowboys. Give me the over. Lock of the week. Lock of the Thanksgiving Christmas special. All right. Awesome. I like that. I forgot we could do that. I mean, yeah, we make not? the rules. Yeah. We <laughs> make the rules There's nobody go. stopping me. There's only three games, so that so that expands. We're doing to six two different days. locks, right? We have the Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving, and then we have, and then we have Sunday. the Sunday, Monday slate. Yeah. So, how about we move into this last game here? Eight twenty. You guys as New England Patriots heading down or heading up to Minnesota to face the eight and two Vikings. The Vikings, who their second loss was one of the worst losses of the seasons, are still favored by two and a half points. The over under set at forty two and a half. Stav, you got lucky. You have the first pick. I'll let you take it away. 
My Thanksgiving lock of the week is Patriots plus two and a half. I love it. They're going to win this game 17 to 14. All right. I love the under. I love the under. And that's my lock of the week as well. The under in this game for the Thanksgiving over under in the Thanksgiving Christmas special. It's the under in the Patriots Vikings game. All right. And here's the keys to success for the Patriots. Run the damn football. No penalties. Don't turn the ball over. That's it. I trust the defense is going to do fine against primetime Kirk Cousins. To be honest, I'm not even worried about that. Okay. I don't think that Dalvin Cook's going to get running or going to get going running the ball. And Minnesota, Minnesota's way over their head. Co- Bill Belichick used to coach Kevin O'Connell. He drafted Kevin O'Connell. So I, there's a mental edge there. All right. The, I love the Patriots here. I love the under and my Thanksgiving touchdown prop. Give me Hunter Henry. Mm. Wow. From Adam. <laughs> yeah, you need it. You need it. I was going to take Gabe, dude. <laughs> but I, I like things. How about you, Will? All right. So, Stav, I'm actually going to ride with you. I love Pats plus two and a half. I'm also going to take the under in this game. Unfortunately, it is the Thursday night prime time. We're going to see an under, but, like, it is what it is. Um, my – Touchdown prop is Mac Jones in the end zone. We're going bold. Wow, two. On two Thanksgiving, I got two quarterbacks. All right. Um, I'm taking the under. Straight up, I'm taking the under here. And you're right about primetime Kirk Cousins. Here's my unbiased, unpopulated take. Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones is awful. He sucks. Four touchdowns to seven interceptions. Um, I'm taking the Vikings, minus two and a half. I'm taking the under, though. I don't think it's going to be that great of a game, in my opinion. Just I, I don't think either of these teams are really performing the way that they should. This is going to be a run-heavy game from the Patriots, run some clock out. I think that the Vikings find something, kind of like how they beat the Bills in that in, in that game. They just find something in the fourth quarter that happens. Um my anytime touchdown scorer I will be taking is TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson has been kind of due for a couple of weeks. He didn't score last week. I don't think he scored the week before. He's a great safety blanket. If you put, I mean, a safety such as Jabril Peppers on him, I think that he beats him physically. I think that TJ Hawkinson is one of the best tight ends in the league, and he's ready to break out on this team, and he's going to show the rest of the league how good of a pickup he was and how valuable he was at the tight end position. I got TJ Hawkinson going into the end zone in this game to wrap up our Thanksgiving. Um, I'm taking the under and I'm taking the Vikings as well. Um, like just it. a quick question. Are we doing set? I, Cause I was under the impression that we were doing separate locks for over under and for the spread for the three games. Um, oh. We take, we're taking one lock for Thanksgiving and it can be an over-under. It can be oh. a spread. And then we're taking a lock for Sunday, but it's a spread. Oh, I thought we were just going lock heavy where it could be completely separate. So your lock is – My lock for – my over. Thanksgiving lock is the over in Giants okay. Cowboys. And both – all of these count towards our record. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So my – so I picked the under in the Patriots Vikings – as my over-under lock, I was under the impression we're doing two. I'm just going to take the spread for the Patriots as the lock. All right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. That works for me. How about we get into Sunday slay the game stuff? I cannot wait. 
I mean, this is a great slate for football. We're blessed with great sports this week. And um, shout out the schedule makers, shout out sports, shout out everyone, because we're starting off with. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. A game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought this would be a better game. That would be the first on the list. But we're starting off with Tampa Bay at Cleveland. The spread is in favor of Tampa at three and a half. This is Jacoby Brissett's last game. Ever. Yeah, probably ever. No, he he's earned a starting job somewhere else. Or like they sign him as a backup and then he just like. Ends yeah, up okay. I, okay. That, yeah, I could see that. Um, but I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half here coming off of a bye. Um, I think we're going to see an increased role from Rashad White. And the over-under set at 42 and a half, I got the under. These are two low-scoring offenses. Um, but, yeah, I, I got the under here. Well, All right. Um, I'm going to take – I think the Browns plus three and a half. In the under, I guess. I don't really like this game at all. It's gonna be a no, this game is a, yeah, no, this, this, this is, is like great... probably the worst game on the slate. Um, I'm gonna follow you guys with the under here at 42 and a half. I think it's a run heavy game. Giovanni Bernard is back for the Bucks. Um, what's his name? Playoff Lenny is questionable. I'm still gonna take the Buccaneers. You're right, Stav. Off a of bye, even though this is Jacoby Brissett's last game, the five and five Buccaneers are looking to improve to 500. And, you know, you guys as Patriots super fans, when was the last time you've seen Tom Brady under 500 for this long? I don't think ever. We're taking the Buccaneers spread here. I'm going to take the under as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. So next game on the sleep, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the division leading seven and three Tennessee Titans. But the Bengals are minus two, two points. Um, this is a rematch of the AFC divisional round where the Bengals upset the Titans. Yeah, and I love the Bengals here. I mean, how much do you love them? I love them so much that they're my lock of the week. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it was the lock of the week. I knew it was your lock of the week. Jamar Chase is coming back. Um, for one of the player props, Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. I feel like that's also a lock. And yeah, this is this is going to be a route. I mean, Tennessee, I, I never sold on them. Never will be, but yeah, I got Jamar Chase in the end zone. Wow. Okay. So that okay. Sorry, okay. I have the over in that game at 42 and a half. I just left that out. All right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm riding with you. I got the over in this game. I got the Cincinnati Bengals uh winning this game by at least seven. I think the Titans are frauds. And I think it's about time the Bengals were on the cusp of playoffs uh, of that final wild card spot. I think it's about time to make a push. Jamar Chase is back. They don't have anybody to guard Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and let alone uh, what's his name? Uh, somebody help Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. They don't have anybody to guard any of those receivers. I think Cincinnati beats them, um, and I think Cincinnati finds their way into the playoffs this year as well. I'm gonna Maybe ride over. with you guys on. I'm gonna ride with you guys on that one. I'm gonna take the under in this game. Um. 
I don't know. I think Bengals getting everyone back. I think I think they're still slept on that they're the most dangerous team. I think in the AFC when they're fully healthy and when they're fully playing as a team and as a unit. So I'm going to ride with them. I also I don't know how I feel about the Titans. I was kind of on the edge. I was thinking maybe the Titans because they are they are running the hell out of the ball. They are kind of slowing down a lot of the games. So I feel like the under is there for that reason. But I got to go with the Bengals here. All right. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Houston Texans, the worst team in the NFL, technically, by record, at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by 13 and a half, and they're going to cover that. The Dolphins are going to win this game probably by 17 to 20 points. Um, after what we saw last week out of Houston, they put a complete stinker against Washington Commanders, not taking anything away from Washington, but Miami's a lot better of a team. They have a lot better offense, and sometimes that defense clicks. So Miami minus 13 and a half. I have the over here. Um, I think Miami is going to score 42 points by themselves. So, all right, I'm going to take the Texans plus 13 and a half Davis Mills sitting on the bench. Kyle Allen, former Panther is starting. I want to say he went to West Virginia, but I know that's wrong. So I'm not actually going to say it. Disregard that. I said that you don't take the parentheses. Yeah, I didn't say it. Um, Texans plus 13 and a half, new quarterback, new me. The one eight and one Texans are looking for a fresh start. They're going to lose this game by 10 points and they're going to run the hell out of the ball. Damian Pierce, anytime touchdown score. Um, Kyle Allen's probably only at 0.5 throwing touchdowns. So I'll take his over as well. Um, I will double check that stuff while we talk about the next game. Um, but I'm going to take the under. And you said Damian Pierce as well. Yes, Damian Pierce anytime, and then I'm going to check Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Point five. If it's point five, yes. I'll check okay. right now. All right. Well, Will, what right. do you got? I'm going to take the Dolphins minus 13 and a half. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown score. Got it. All right. All right, next game on the slate. This is another snooze fest because I think Justin Fields is questionable. We have the Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. Breaking news out of this morning, uh, Zach Wilson's benched. You know, after his debacle against the Patriots last week and after his debacle in the postgame presser, he kind of lost the locker room, it seems like. And they're going with Mike White. So I got the Jets minus six. This is going to be one of those games where – um everyone's like, oh, there's actually a real quarterback controversy here where the Jets are going to, like, actually put up a really good game against the Bears. And, I I mean, Justin Fields probably won't play. So that's just going to support the case right here. Yeah, I got Jets minus six. This is kind of (coughs) the best. Over-under is set at um, uh, 38 and a half. And I got the over on that. I'm sorry, I didn't get your guys' over-under for Miami-Houston. Under. Over. Okay. Yeah, but Stav, um, you know, I've been looking into Justin Fields all day and kind of seeing what happened to him. He separated his throwing shoulder. Um, and I mean that was late in the game against the Falcons. He's day to day right now. They're kind of taking it slow with him. This might be a game of two backup quarterbacks and I'm going to take the Jets right there with you. There's a reason why they're favored by six points. Vegas knows something. The Jets' defense has been great. I think the Jets run the hell out of the ball in this game, and I'm so happy because I have um, Michael Carter on my fantasy team. 
I'm taking Michael Carter to get into the end zone. I am taking New York minus six, and I'm taking the under in this game. I'm taking the under in this game. And by the way, Stav, I did check Kyle Allen is at point five passing touchdowns. Good guess. So give me that. Good guess. I'm going to take the Jets minus six and the under. Um, obviously, if Justin Fields isn't playing, that whole offense is just dead. I don't think they're going to be able to do much. Like you said, Griff, the Jets are favored for a reason. I'm taking the Jets. All right. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the battle of two like fun teams. I feel like everyone's liking. Everyone yeah, I, lo- I love this game, actually. Yeah, I know. This is the Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. This is just a fun game. Like, there's a lot of likable players. I mean, Chase Young is coming back. Um, I th- who's just got injured? Did someone just get injured for Atlanta? Why do I think? Kyle Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts, yep. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, MCL. Yeah. Good shout, Will. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And for these reasons, I have the Washington Commanders covering minus four and a half. Right there. Did I look at that wrong? No, that's right. That's right. Washington okay. minus four and a half. Yep. Yeah, I looked at the spread. I, I can't remember the last time the Commanders were favored by four and a half points. But, um, yeah, I, I'm taking them. Chase Young is coming back. He's, I think he's going to play this week, which is a huge addition. We saw, like Griff, like exactly what we said last week, it's like the TJ Watt effect, how one defensive player can just be a complete game wrecker. My, Chase Young is that. And um, yeah. I, I got the Washington Commanders minus four and a half here. And I have the over at 41. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Um, I'm going to take. Hmm, give me the Falcons plus four and a half. Okay. Why do I keep Should not I getting your guys' uh, over-unders. What did you guys have for the Chicago? The under. Yeah. Both. Yeah, we had the under. I had the I'm going to take the Falcons plus the points. I'm also going to take the over. And I like Terry McLaurin in the end zone in this game. He's due. Wow, Will's throwing that. <laughs> Has Will done a prop for every game? Let me check. I like that. Last week he did. <laughs> and... <laughs> No, last week, have, last week Will had a full Excel. Last week, uh, yeah, last week it was just all red. I didn't hit. Yeah, I was the only one who hit last week, but you know he only had it last week. So shout out, Will. All right, Griff, I feel like I only pick like one or two a week, so I feel like I need to step it up. Yes, that, yeah, no, I feel I've been doing the same thing, and that's exactly why I'm going to have one in this game. But before I say it, I'm taking Washington minus four and a half in this game. And it's funny because what I've been doing with my bets is I've been taking a team to win, but then I've been taking a prop for the other team because, hey, both teams need to do something, right? You know, if one team is going to put up some points, so is the other team. Marcus Mariota, anytime touchdown score, most likely rushing, maybe receiving, just anytime touchdown score, Marcus Mariota. Although I am taking Washington minus four and a half. I'm gonna take the over as well. I think that this might be a uh, this might be a legacy game for every single player on the Commanders. With Chase Young coming back, they're sitting at six and five in a very tough division. They're looking to make a push for the playoffs, and they're over 500 this late in the season for the first time in forever. Shout out to the Commies. Um, next game. <laughs> All right, we have the Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Um, I keep trying to think of which games I want to add more player props in, and this is definitely not one of them. I actually want to move on from this game as fast as possible. I have Carolina two and a half. I hate the Broncos. They suck. 
I have Carolina plus two and a half, and I have the over at 36. This is the lowest point spread, I think. That we've had all season. Yes. 36 points is way too low. Both teams get paid to play football. It has to be like 17 to 14, right? That wouldn't even hit. That wouldn't even hit. That wouldn't hit. Shoot. Now I'm I'm taking the under. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a world where the, the under doesn't hit. What point spread? I, I don't see both teams scoring 20 points. No. So I'm taking no, the under. I don't either. And Stav, that's exactly why I'm taking the under as well. I'm going to be taking the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback, plus two and a half. I think Sam Darnold's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers plus two and a half and the under, and I'm doing Will's once a year call out for a tie. I, I, I got I to gotta put that in the – write that down. And I think the Broncos are so due for a tie. They're just so bad. But they already have one. No. 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 Who tied? Who tied um, this year? The Texans and Who? The Texans and the Colts. The Texans and Colts. The Colts. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate. Another snooze fest kind of. We have Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore's favored by four. I'm taking Baltimore with the points. And um, we got the under at 43 and a half. Last week was a bad week for the for the for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, last yeah. week was a very bad week for the Ravens, and they have kind of a, a layup game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here's the thing. It's going to be 75 and sunny. That is prime Trevor Lawrence condition. Does it matter, though? No. Baltimore minus four. Give me the over as well. I think this this is a game that the Jags actually put up a good amount of points in. The Jaguars just picked up um, just literally 10 minutes ago. They picked up the running back that got cut today. Daryl Henderson. Yes, just picked up Daryl Henderson. I don't think that means anything, but I think he's going to get in there, you know, get get kind of his feet going. Give me a parlay of Demarcus Robinson and Travis Etienne in the end zone. I think Demarcus Robinson's going to solidify himself as the best receiver on this Ravens team, and that's embarrassing for the Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens minus four. What is the under? What is over under set at? 43 and a half. I'm going to go under and Christian Kirk anytime touchdown score. I got to pick it up with the with my player props. I only have one right now. And it's going to happen in this game. So we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. The Chargers are favored by three points. I think Kyler Murray is coming back. I think that's a report. Yes. He's probable to play. Over under set at 48. And you, you guys ready for my pick? Mm-hmm. I have Austin Eckler in the end zone. Okay. Two times. two times. Okay. All right. That's the classic will pick. Well, do you like that too? You want to take it too? I love that so much. I'm going to take it. I'm also going to take the Chargers minus three. I'm also going to take the over, and it's going to be my lock of the week. Wow. Mm. I feel like every time we pick the Chargers as a lock of the week, it never hits. Never, ever. And never. I bet on the, I bet against the Chargers last week, and then that didn't hit. Is I don't bet on Chargers games anymore. I, but I do bet on Austin Eckler two touchdowns. So I will also sprinkle on that. All three of us have Austin Eckler two touchdowns. 
I'm still going to take the Chargers minus three. This is my team. This is our team. And I'm going to take the under in this game. This is a game that I would usually take the over. I need to change my ways. I'm taking the under. I need to become a new man, Will. It's time to progress into the next stage of life, and that's actually winning bets. All right, next game. This is probably the game of the – no, because the Raiders suck. The Raiders suck. I wish the Raiders were like 500. Would you like me to say the game of the week? Yes. Um, Bengals Texans, Bengals Titans. Excuse me, Bengals Titans game. Yeah. Of the week. I think it's gonna be a great game. I think it's gonna be game a game of the game. Sunday week. Like this, this isn't including Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is completely separate. Yeah, no, this is yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving Giants Cowboys. Yeah. I think Bills Lions. Every game is gonna is be good. a good game. Yeah, every game on th- on Thursday is good. Every game in general is good. There's no such thing as a bad sleep. But if it's all right, I'd like to get us kicked off with my Seahawks here. The Raiders going up against the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off of a bye. The week before that, they were in Germany. Took a tough loss, and we are still hurting from it. DK Metcalf, who is the king of Germany, um, you know, took a tough loss in his homeland, even though he's not from there and has actually no ties to there. Seattle favored by three and a half points against the Las Vegas Raiders. I would find this disrespectful if, if I'm Geno Smith and I see a sorry-ass quarterback on the other side in in a wannabe Geno Smith, the wannabe white Geno Smith, Derek Carr, I'm taking Seattle minus three and a half, and you may be asking, hey, Griff, we're almost at the end of the slate. Where's your lock of the week? Here it is. Seattle minus three and a half. This is actually the pick that I think I've liked the most this season. The over-under set at 47 and a half. Give me the under and give me a parlay of Kenneth Walker getting into the end zone, Devontae Adams getting into the end zone, and Marquise Goodwin getting into the end zone. Parlayed. All three of them. I mean, that those would be crazy odds. Yeah. I, I'm curious. Crazy. I see those I odds. I mean, Griff, I, I agree. This is borderline disrespectful that the, the Seahawks are only getting three and a half points here. I would even, like, tease this and maybe even get, like, five and a half. Um, yeah. I, I like the Seahawks minus three and a half, and especially off of a win for the Raiders. Like yep. it, it doesn't. And then make- off of a loss of Germany, then a buy for the Seahawks. Yeah. So we had time to prepare for these guys. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they, there's much need for preparation against the Las Vegas Raiders of this year. So I got the Seahawks minus three and a half here. I have the over at forty-seven and a half. Touchdowns will be scored, um, especially because the Raiders. I feel like every other week they do this, where it's like. Oh, we have generational talent in Devontae Adams and really good running back Josh Jacobs. Let's give them the ball this week and then next week not do it. So, I mean, hopefully they finally do it two weeks in a row so the points can be scored. And there's no doubt that Seattle is going to score. Seattle always scores. So it's going to be over 47.5, Seattle minus 3.5. And, and I have um, Tyler Lockett anytime touchdown. I'm going to ride. I'm going to take Seattle minus three and a half. I'm going to take the over. And I don't have a player prop this week, but I do for this game at least. I don't think, I think, well, English. I think if McDaniels isn't fired this week, he's there for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird how he still has a job right now. I feel like at this point, if they're not uh, going to fire him. Because Mark Davis is so broke that he can't afford to fire him and pay him the rest of his contract all at once. Mm, that's that's actually what it is. He he's like almost unfireable right now because of the lack of 
wealth. Yeah, he's got a secure job for the rest of the year. Like a lot of professors had at school. All right, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 14 and a half, and I think that was before they announced <laughs> that Matthew Stafford was out. So I'm curious if the line changed. Yeah, it's now 15 and a half. We'll go with 15 and a half as the uh, – Yep, yep. That, that's more reasonable. Um, I got the Chiefs still minus 15 and a half here. Um, the Rams stink. The Rams are really bad. And 15 and a half is so many points. They both teams get paid to play football, but the, the Chiefs are just so good. And you have that plus at home. Um, yeah, I got that. And I have the over set at 43. I think the Chiefs score like 37 points themselves. No, you're right. You're right. And where is John Wolford? Why is Bryce Perkins playing? I don't know. Bryce Perkins sucks. I think he's also in the concussion protocol. <sighs> give me give me the Chiefs. Yeah. 15 and a half. I'll throw a bone on it. Give me the over. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown score. I think Isaiah Pacheco is the running back one on this team, and he's been doing a very good job. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been dealing with injuries. Um, Pacheco is a guy from Rutgers, actually, a running back who – when you got drafted stuff, I think I, I said the same thing on the last podcast. You know, we didn't know what he was really going to do for them. We knew he was going to be a return man. Where is he going to fit in? He's wearing number 10. Maybe he's a receiver. Nope. Running back one. And I think he um, gets into the I have – I actually don't even know. Is is um Juju playing this week? Because the receivers for Kansas City are just constantly like – Questionable. Hurt. And, like, same thing with Kadarius, Tony, and MVS. So, who does yeah. that leave Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey in the end zone twice. Okay, I'm glad you took it twice because I think it's almost a lock. That I think Kelsey might be, like, minus 350 to get into the end zone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I want to ride with you guys, Chiefs, over. I actually don't think this is going to be a good game at all. No, I think I actually think they might win by 40 points. Yeah, like this is just to kind of set set a statement. I think they might kick the puppy here. Yeah, especially this America's game of the week. Yeah, yep. because it, for us at least. Yeah, yeah, it is. That sucks. That sucks. I'd rather, way rather, see this next game, which mm-hmm. is the Saints versus the 49ers. I will be watching that game because, um, you know, I have Sunday tickets, so I'd rather watch that than Rams Chiefs. Um, San Fran, though, favored by nine and a half points off an impressive win in Mexico at the Estadio Azteca. San Fran, minus nine and a half. I am taking them minus nine and a half. Ah, no, no, no. Give me the Saints, Andy Dalton, two touchdowns, and give me the over. Wow, what a switch up right there. You, you got me off guard. Yeah, caught myself off guard, to be yeah. honest. I don't and I'm writing down Andy Dalton two touchdowns too. Yeah, I I don't remember saying Passing that. But I, I I like am dizzy right now. I don't know what just happened. I'm assuming you meant passing. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Just making sure. You know, I I just want the record to be clear on that, so there's no discrepancies. All right. Yeah, I don't really actually, even though I said it 10 seconds ago, I don't 100 remember saying it. That all just like really like my brain just shifted. But mm-hmm. I took it. I took it. You took it. It's on Andy the record. Dalton. It's on the Excel. It's on the recording. Yep. yep. Andy Dalton. And Will heard it. Will did hear yep. it. Will has to buy me a jersey because yep. he heard it. That's the rule. Oh Two out of three agree. All right, Will, <laughs> what do you got? All right. I'm going to take the 49ers minus nine and a half and the over. 
Um, I'm gonna take. Hmm, the only thing in this game, to be Brandon Ayuk. Mm, I like one. that pick though. Good pick. Um, all right, where are you? Oh shoot. Okay, I accidentally put some of Griff's picks. Okay. Okay, we're back. All right. I like the 49ers minus nine and a half here. Jimmy G with like a statement performance against the the Cardinals. I know we kind of said this last episode, but um, give me the Cardinals. Jeez. Give me the 49ers minus nine and a half and give me the over as well set at 43. I think both offenses have the ability to score. 43 is kind of a low over under. I don't know why that's the case, but um, yeah, this will probably, I assume this is going to be the last game that Andy Dalton starts as a New Orleans Saint. I think that James Winston will make a comeback soon. All right. That's a good guess. And I have Chris Olave in the end zone. Mm, there it is. I like that. There it is. Well, did you say over under? Over. Yep. Okay. All right. Sunday night football. We have the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Packers are on six and a half point underdogs. And how the way I phrase it, you can guess who I'm taking. I have the Packers plus six and a half here. I think that they're kind of establishing this offense a little bit more with uh, Christian Watson being a wide receiver one on this team next to Alan Lazard. Um, Randall Cobb's back. I don't think they win, but I think they cover. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles haven't really put up two great performances the last two weeks. I think. I don't even want to say I don't think that the the Eagles are going to win this game. I I like the Packers money line kind of too. And I have the under at 46 and a half. Yeah, um, Sav, I'm on the same boat with you. I think the Packers win this game. I, I really think they do. The Eagles have struggled the past two weeks. They caught their first loss against the Washington Commanders, and then they only beat um, Indianapolis by one, a team that, you know, has a new head coach, 2-0 somehow, somehow. Um, but the Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers, Christian Watson has emerged into a wide receiver one type guy as a rookie. I'm taking Christian Watson to get into the end zone. Give me the Packers spread. I like that money line a lot. And you know what? I'm going to take the under in this game at 46 and a half. Um, Give me Watson in the end zone, and then another solo bet. Give me AJ Dillon. He's due. Right. He's due. Yeah, he really is. Um, I'm gonna take the Eagles minus six and a half in the under. Um, you know what? He's due. It's been a couple weeks dry. AJ Brown touchdown. Mm, AJ Brown's been struggling. Yeah, I mean. I, I like that pick, Will, because A.J. Brown has been struggling, and A.J. Brown also hates Jair Alexander for some reason. A.J. Brown hates any cornerback that's actually good at football. I feel like when A.J. Brown is playing against, like, a shutdown corner, that's when he really shows out. So I do like that pick. But let's move on he, to our Monday night. No, yeah, that's exactly what he likes, and that's where he shines. So I do like that pick a lot. But let's move on to Monday night. We have a, a rough matchup between a team at the bottom of, or not the bottom of the AFC South because of the t- Texans, but right down there with them is the Colts, the team that tied the Texans at home with Jeff Saturday favored by two and a half points against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, who when he came in, it was a big deal, but I swear since we, or since then I like have not heard anything from Kenny Pickett. 
I'm going to take the Colts favored by two and a half here. Matt Ryan um, is going to go off. Um, I'm going to take Pittman in the end zone in this game. And I'm going to take the over set at 39. Will, what do you think? So there's Jeff Saturday. There's Ben Jeff Sunday. And this week it's going to be Jeff Monday. Mm. Uh, we got the Colts minus two and a half, the under. Um, this game low-key stinks for Monday. Yeah. No props. <laughs> I, I, I like That's the it. no props. I'm just taking a prop because it is Monday, so it's like at least I'll have something to look at. Yeah. A reason to watch. Yeah, I mean, I. this is a shitty game. Like, like let's be real. <laughs> Um, but I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half and I'm going to keep picking them until he, Jeff's, uh, Jeff Monday gives me a reason not to, right? Like, I mean, I've picked them the last two weeks. I'll pick them this week in a row or the third week in a row. And I think Pittsburgh sucks. Right. And, um, yeah, give me, give me the Colts minus two and a half. They're going to win. I got the over set at 39 as well. And if you guys don't mind, can you repeat your over unders for, um, I think, for this game, I took the over. Yes. Okay. Under. Okay, that's what I thought it was. And Griff, did you have the cold minus two and a half as well? Yes, and I had Michael Pittman getting into yes, the end. I heard that part. Okay. Yes, I awesome. did have the Colts as well. Um, I'm gonna take my last player prop too, because I have I want to be at least the same amount as Will, so I'm not the least. Um, give me Jonathan. No, I don't I don't want Jonathan. That's a stupid bet. Um take Deion Jackson. No, you know who I'm gonna take. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Wow. <laughs> Paris Campbell. Anytime touchdown. <laughs> that hits. Will you have to buy me a jersey? A Paris All right. Jersey. No, actually, I want that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there would be no reason to get that. There would actually be no reason to get that. Where did he go to college? Ohio State. I was going to say, I was going to say maybe a Ohio State jersey. No. I thought he went to a cool school, but I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Is that right? Yeah, I got nothing yeah. else. All right. Well, I mean, we we're recap three our days. Picks? Yes, 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 okay, yes, 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 yes. The weekly recap of our weekly picks. So for Thanksgiving, I'll just go by person, total person. Like I'll go Thanksgiving, my picks, and then the regular my picks, then Will, and then you. Okay. So for Thanksgiving, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. C.D. Lamb and Hunter Henry. And then mm-hmm. regular, give me Jamar Chase, Eckler two touchdowns, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey two touchdowns, and Chris Olave and Paris Campbell. I, I'm going to Ohio State this week. And then, William, you have Josh Allen anytime touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott, and Micah Parsons, but not parlayed. And then you have Mac Jones rushing. And then, or anytime, Griffin. Oh, no, and then the regular games, you have Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin, another Ohio State guy, a tie in the Denver-Carolina uh, game, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, and A.J. Brown. Griffin, Stephon Diggs, Tony Pollard, T.J. Hawkinson. Those are your Thanksgiving ones. And then a regular, you have over – I'm just going to say you have one Kyle Allen touchdown pass, Damian Pierce in the end zone, Marcus Mariota, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Etienne parlayed, Kenneth Walker, Devontae Adams, and Marquise Goodwin parlayed. Isaiah Pacheco, Andy Dalton, two passing touchdowns, and you had a migraine. Uh, Christian Watson, AJ <laughs> Dillon, and Michael Pittman. So we have picks. Someone's got to hit one. Somebody. If we don't, we have to stop the props. Yeah, if no one hits, then, yeah, we're done with props. <laughs>
That's the one. If nobody hits one. If, of these, if we don't have one, if we don't hit one single pick, then no more props. Collectively as a podcast, because like we have yeah. nobody picked the same. We have a lot of picks too. Yeah, we do. So something has to hit. It's week 12. Week 12 of the NFL season. Yep. Out of out we're of 18. Yeah, I mean, we're getting we're getting close, but we gotta enjoy it while it's still there. I think that's gonna wrap up the NFL segment, but I do want to say a couple things. Um, we're f- going into day five of our beloved FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Um, we've had some crazy games, you know, we, we, I already talked about Wales and our great nation of the United States of America, but how about a couple of crazy games that happened on Tuesday and as on Wednesday as well, Will is here to cover them as well. Um, starting off well, Saudi Arabia against Argentina. I mean, just an absolute, I mean, I don't even know how to say it, but I'm going to come out right away and say Argentina got screwed by the refs. VAR screwed them because that one messy goal, Will, you see the one that they keep showing the VAR of where he's right next to a person. There's also a person on the other side of the field that's all the way down. Yeah. Like there, that was not offside. It should have been at least two to two. The arm as well. had three goals get called back. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the only stat that matters is the W and the L. Saudi Arabia picks up their first win um, against a team that people thought we were going to see in the final. Other than that, on Tuesday, we had France do their thing. Although Australia picked up the first goal, we saw Giroud score two, Rabiot score one, and Mbappe as well. We all knew he was going to find his way. Mexico, Poland, the big one, Lewandowski, gets um, a penalty saved by, I mean, Hero. Mexican hero Ochoa, the best that goalie game in the world. Yes, every four years for a month. Yes, part part of Club America who plays at Estadio Azteca, which was home of Monday Night Football next week. There's a link. Um, just a couple more games I want to talk about here. Spain absolutely killed Kaylor Navas and Costa Rica seven nothing. Um, Belgium beat Canada one nothing in a very tough, tight game. And um, Japan, the second biggest upset of this World Cup so far, beached Germany. Gundogan finds the net on a pen for Germany. But other than that, it was really all Japan. Two to one, finished up on Thursday. We have a few good games. Portugal plays their first game against Ghana. Brazil plays their first game against uh, Serbia. And on Friday, like you said, the revolutionary war stav, England, USA, 2 p.m. Friday, the biggest game ever. Be there. It's called soccer. We want our tea. And what's great about this is even people who don't really care about soccer are going to be watching this game. I think this might be the most – we've talked about this for months upcoming, and I think this might be the single most viewed match of all time. Like, I – You might be be right. They do get a lot of viewers in the World Cup final, though. But, like Mm – I'm just saying um, it, it might. This is too. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, no, this is the biggest game by There's far a lot of that USA has played. Yeah. So the last this time. Is the biggest that, game in the group for the, for the United States. The last time. When is the last time that U.S. played England? <laughs> I just need to look real quick. Back in 2010. Um. 
and we won. Wait, we won. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. good. Just making sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, no, we England lost. Screwed. We lost the most recent international friendly in 2018. Yeah. Three Listen, it's 1776 all over again. England is fucked. They're screwed. <laughs> I cannot wait to dump all the tea into the ocean. Like, I'm going to go back um, to Boston and just dump all the tea in the ocean. No taxation, okay. just no representation. You can't. No. Soldiers, you can't enter my house. This is my house, can't. right? That's like the Second Amendment. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd pull it out. They blew a thirteen colony lead, and they're gonna. I think they're like eighty five percent chance to win this game. I don't care. Screw England, USA by two goals. Player prop. <laughs> Josh Sargent <laughs> is gonna find the net. Our redheaded king, Josh Sargent. Our striker plays for Norwich. He went into England. He's taking it over, even though he's really not. He actually kind of sucks in the Prem. But Josh Sargent's going to find his way in the net. Christian Pulisic's going to do nothing. Not my Captain America, but I do love my nation. I love the red, white, and blue. I love the stripes. Weston McKinney, I'm just going to start naming people. Matt Turner started playing soccer when he was 16. Matt Turner is going to give up a clean sheet. I mean, it's as simple as that. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. The IT5 special. USA. 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 Yeah. With that being said, have a beloved Thanksgiving. Grateful for everybody that listens to this. Grateful for you guys as well. We will catch you guys next week. And peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.